And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. All right, you made it through round one. It's time for round two here. Tapped Out on the BetQL Network with my co-host Brendan Tobin down in Miami. I'm Sean Levine in Kansas City. The fights tonight are in Las Vegas. It's Rafael Dos Anjos taking on Rafael Fazee. We'll give you the best bets at the end of the show. Who wins that fight? How we think it's going to go down? We'll try to get parlayed this Saturday night. We'll get you call outs. We've got a lot to do here in the final hour of the show. But right now, you've got so many dominant champions in the UFC. If you think about it, guys that have held onto their belt. In some cases, you look at a guy like Kamaru Usman going on three, four years. Same thing with Israel Adesanya. Charles Oliveira, maybe you could say there's a little bit of an asterisk to it. I don't. We all know he's the champion. And then you got Alexander Volkanovsky. Those are the four champions right now that have held their belt the longest. So before we dive too deep into this and I remind you who they beat and how those fights went down, who do you think of those four at first thought is the most dominant of all the champions? Uh, got the, the best resume is what I'm asking. I think right now, I think that I think that the pound for pound rankings have it right. I think Kamaro is the most dominant. He's beaten everybody now like twice over. He's going against Leon again. So I think that I think the pound for pound rankings have it right. I think that Kamaro is the guy, um, rightfully so. And I I do think that man Volk with that performance though, I think really turned a lot of heads into does does he have an argument? I don't think he's quite there yet. But the thing that always impresses me about a champion is. How like with the with the with with how much pressure is on defending a belt? Do you look like you're getting better? And I think with Kamaro, I feel like every fight we see him, it looks like he's getting better. Now Volk's starting to get to that. Izzy, I do think that we we may be getting into a little bit of a plateau. So I think that that could be something to keep an eye on. Also, in the case of Izzy, compared to I guess these other guys, when he went for the champ stamp status and tried to fight Jan Blachowicz, it's the time the one time he's lost so far in the octagon. So. Didn't work out well for him. I'm not necessarily holding that against him because we're talking about champions at their current weight class. So I'm just trying to, I don't want to take words out of your mouth. When it comes to the most impressive of the four champs, we agree. Usman won right now. Volkanovski, two. And then are we going Izzy, three, and Oliveira, four, just because he hasn't defended enough? Yeah, I think that's a fair ranking. I think that's a fair ranking. I do think we have to give a knock to Charles too because he didn't, you know, he doesn't hold the belt right now. Technically, like he did lose. Like your responsibility of champion is making weight. He didn't do that, whatever the circumstances no, are. Okay, whatever, dude. Those are the rules. I don't make like that. You know, I don't make them. They just are what they are. Um, I think, and I feel like you know, people will knock Izzy because maybe he's not as enter- as entertaining as Charles Oliveira. And his run has been so far because Charles had some fun fights. I mean, they've been – it hasn't been a long title reign, but it's been a really, really entertaining title reign so far. Um, but but Izzy's dominance has just lasted longer. Can you imagine you work your entire life for something and do great at it and go through the struggles, and then you're 0.2 pounds off, and you got guys like Brendan Tobin down there in Miami. They're like, well, he didn't Those are the rules, dude. Why the are you getting – Of course. Those are the rules. The rules are that you always stop completely at a stop sign. Imagine, imagine if they just, if like, like Kevin Durant, when he puts his foot on the line, they're just like, you know, maybe it's only, maybe that should be the three pointer. Like, no, those are the rules, dude. Like, if Patrick Mahomes almost got into the end zone, like, no, like the the, the goal line is the goal line, the pounds are the pounds. Keep, Keep Patrick Mahomes' name out your mouth. Let's go back to Kevin Durant real quick. 
Didn't that happen? Am I crazy? Or wasn't there a time when he was like out of bounds and they replayed it and they were like, oh, no, it's all good, man. Even though we know you were out of bounds, this happened, right? I believe on the Warriors in the finals, he was trying to save a ball. He was two and a half feet out of bounds. I, I remember what you're good. talking about. You actually, remember yes. this now? Okay, I so. do remember that. Does it, 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 uh, it goes to, to the to the old noodle. It remembers it now. Yes. Well, it took you a while, but you got there. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine tapped out here on the BetQ1 Network. I'm just saying, sometimes we turn the other eye for greatness. We did for Kevin Durant, and we should for Charles Oliver. So let's just oh, go ahead. You know what? Him. Tell him to get some uh, some towel tricks from D.C. For real. He did admit to it, like we all had questioned if he had actually held the towel or not back. It was at 210. Um, so in the case of Charles Oliver. Defended the belt three separate times. Remember, he originally took Khabib's vacant belt. He took out Poirier. He took out Justin Gaethje. He's on an 11-fight winning streak. Do we think that Conor McGregor is next? And if not Conor, who's the one that deserves a shot? Because I'm not sure that it's anybody. You know how much I love Islam Makachev, but it just doesn't feel like he's done enough yet to fight for the belt. Well, that's the fascinating looking at all four of these guys. Like it's look, it's it's interesting to look at them and say like, well, who is really who's going to who's who's going to who's most likely to lose? Yeah. And I feel like looking at lightweight right now, I, I don't. I feel like Makachev is yeah, he's the obvious guy that everybody looks to and says that guy could definitely take Charles Oliveira out. But I do feel like you know when you're the when you're on top of lightweight, you are you are for a long time it's been known as like the deepest division, the most dangerous division. I don't really know who else other than Islam is a huge threat there. Like, do we think Fazeev tonight is going to make that kind of? Maybe he's so impressive tonight against RDA that that will uh, put people in line and say, you know what, that guy's actually a contender. Um, I think probably the guy who's most most likely to lose, and I think he's the best one actually, is probably Usman because. Between you know Hamzad and you know we talked about Bilal, maybe a Sean Brady goes on a run or a, or a, Ro a Rachmanov. Like I feel like that has the most young killers in it. That I look at like 170, and I'm saying, man, Usman has just like it. It feels like it's never going to end for him. Like he's always going to have somebody tough to take on. There's always going to be a tough contender to take on, and eventually it feels like you're going to get caught because that's mixed martial arts. For Izzy, all the criticism he takes. He gets past this, like, Pereira, we just made up out of thin air. They're just like, guess what? You're the contender now. We, you know who we did? We got you out of another sport. You're the you're the top contender now. So even though we haven't been impressed with him, there's nobody that really seems like a, a threat outside of him to that crown. Um, so, yeah, like, for Charles, there's not, there's not great options. That's why the, the McGregor stuff is, is real, man. Like, I don't think that Makachev can sit here and he can have Khabib Trump in his case and all that. But for me... I look at it and say, yeah, there's still just a little bit more proving you got to do before I just hand you a shot at the belt. Connor's going to come into that fight if it happens. It's like a plus 260, get all the money coming in on him, get his ass kicked probably in the first or second round. It's going to look a lot like the Dustin Fortier fight. And I'm not saying he's going to get injured or anything like that. And then you're going to go, why did I put my money on him? And not what was so obvious with Charles Oliveira. But Oliveira, kind of like um, Fortier did, you can either take you know, the fight for the belt, or you can take the fight for the payday. And in his case, he would get the belt back and he would get the payday if he fights Conor McGregor. So, well, it, and it worked out. Yeah, then that's exactly how it worked out for him. Like the whole reason Poirier didn't originally fight for the title um, was because Oliveira said, you know, because he wanted to fight Conor McGregor. And so it opened up Oliveira versus Chandler. It would be a full circle type thing for him. And he deserves to get paid for a guy that's been around that long. Um, you mentioned Israel Adesanya. 
In the case of Izzy, you want to talk about lapping the division. So he's fought Robert Whitaker for the belt two separate times, right? He's fought Vittori once for the belt and once before that. Paolo Costa's always raising his hand. We just saw Jared Cannonier. Yo Romero's on the promotion. Like, I, I guess it's going to be Pereira next, but you say that we plucked him out of thin air. Sort of. I mean, when you look at, if you Google right now, Israel Adesanya losing a fight, only a couple of things are going to come up, and Pereira's going to be the guy that beat him both those times. So I disagree a little bit. Like, there's not really anybody that makes more sense right now than Alex Pereira. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, think about that, dude. He wasn't ranked. And now, like, they didn't even put him in the top five. They put him sixth. So, like, because the rest of the guys, he's smoked. Like, he's, you know, like you said, Robert Whitaker, Cannoneer, shut him out. Marvin Torrey beat him twice. Derek Brunson knocked him out. Paolo Costa. So, like, maybe Sean Strickland was going to be that guy, and that's kind of the more traditional resume that you have, a guy who racks up wins. And, man, you know, Strickland's not even the most exciting uh, fighter in the world. And we've been like, all right, I guess you're the next guy. Pereira, having a performance like that against Strickland, you know, great but typically you beat one top five guy that doesn't give you the automatic ticket but this is a division because it's not stacked like welterweight or like we were talking with Manfred about a bantamweight um the opportunity is right there and and he is is really really fast tracked to a title now i'm not saying he look he might even pull it off dude i know you're 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 leaning about taking him as the dog and i don't knock you for that i'm just saying how crazy is that that a guy his reign has been this long and this dominant even if it hasn't been the most exciting, they literally are giving a guy who has just gotten to the sport and say, well, he beat him in another sport. Let's give him a shot. Well, the reason I put my money on Pereira is because of the value bet. Like, if you're going to give me a plus 160 or a plus 180, or if he goes off at two to one, and he's beat him in the two previous fights, and it was kickboxing, everybody keeps saying it was a different sport. Well, you know, kickboxing and mixed martial arts aren't too damn different. So, I think that if they get in the octagon, it's going to be the same type of fight where they both meet in the middle and take it to each other. And I just think that maybe at some point now, Israel Antonia may have met his match. Uh, let's talk about Kamara Usman for a second. Remember, he took the belt off Tyrone Woodley back in the day. It's crazy to think that Tyrone Woodley retained his belt a couple of times, and then he looked so bad since. But this is not about him. This is about Usman, and he's defended it five separate times. You want to talk about, though, kind of laughing the division and saying who's still left. So he did it against Colby twice. So I don't know what Colby does to get back to the title. He did it against Mazadal twice. I know that's your boy. You'll defend him to the day of your death, but that's he's right. not fighting for another belt. And then nope. Gilbert Burns. So in the case of Usman, not only is he taking out everybody that has a chance, he's taking him out a couple of times. Yep, and, uh, and is about to tee it up against Leon again. And uh, I feel like everybody – you know, is heavily leaning Kamara Usman. I mean, I don't, I don't know many people outside of the UK who are probably giving Leon a shot in that one. I don't. Um, but the thing with, but the thing with Kamara is he's almost in. It, it's so funny how this stuff is coming full circle because it's almost mirroring what happened with GSP, where GSP did this to everybody and then had to start taking on all the young killers. And that's what it feels like for him. Like he's taken on all of his peers, and now he's getting all the new blood. That's going to be you know nipping at the leg to go get to him and he's already said he's not going to move up to fight Israel Adesanya if it's not for a hundred million dollars so here he is to stay like he is going after this rematch if he gets through Leon which I think he will the he's got this next generation of guys who are going to become I guess Bilal's not really next generation he's been around for a while but he hasn't gotten his chance at the top but you know Hamzat Rachmanov Brady just never stops for Kamaro that's and and it feels like eventually 
you know, similarly to what we saw with John Jones, it's like maybe some guy is almost going to be there and have a, a Dominic Reyes performance or a Tiago Santos performance where like, how long can he keep that up before, you know, somebody catches him? Well, or when we start giving him the credit that isn't just pound for pound right now, which me and you and man, we all agree that's where he should be, even as impressed as Volkanovski looked. But we start talking about maybe he's a better fighter than GSP. Maybe he's a better fighter than Khabib. Like, I don't know at this point. I think here's the problem. I don't think there's enough competition for it, enough proven competition for his resume to match those guys. Because Khabib has hung him up. Obviously, same thing with GSP. My question to you is, what can Usman do at this point to be considered the greatest? Or I don't know. If I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, first of all, I think there's an argument that he's already a better fighter than than GSP. No, I will. No, I'm not, I didn't say GSP. I said Khabib. I think that. I think. I think he's got the opportunity to fight GSP. I think that the thing that is that's tough for Usman is like. We're always going to look back at GSP with the romanticism of these are the legends that he took on. These are the names that we fell in love with uh, MMA for. And I think that's always going to hold a little bit more weight than maybe the guys that Usman has taken on. But I think we're all seeing like, you know, by the end of it with GSP, like this guy was excellent at taking guys best weapons away and, you know, neutralizing him and things like that. The thing that impressed me about uh, Kamaru Usman, this dude's a wrecking machine. Like he comes in there with bad intentions. He looks like he's getting better. I think GSP, in a lot of ways, took advantage of being the well-rounded mixed martial artist that took guys out and, and knew how to really, really take their best weapons away. I feel like with Kamaru Usman, like he will go out there and he will try and outstrike the best strikers. Uh, he'll outgrapple the best grapplers. Like if, to me, that's what what really stands out about him is something special. Should I try my GSP impression? Let me Please don't. Uh, all right. Just can I real quick? Yeah, fine. Um. Matt, congratulations, but I am not professed with your important. Wait, I shouldn't have tried it. Should I? Yeah, I, I gotta say, please, I'm gonna tap out from that, please. Oh, I was gonna give you my Khabib next, but after that, yes, nope. I don't think. Nope, I, I don't think you no, should. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the impressions for the day. Um, real quick on Volkanovski, it's crazy to think this guy's 25 and one. He's now defended the belt five separate times. Max, one, two, three times. Ortega, and then Korean Zombie. You and I have our fun going back and forth. Who's the best? Was it Max before? Is it Volkanovski now? Is it Jose Aldo? At this point, I think everybody pretty much has to say for the now and probably for a while, it's, it's Alexander Volkanovski. He is that guy. Yeah, I mean, if you beat, you know, Max's claim to the throne, if you beat that guy three times and, you know, you know, Max is not old. He's been around forever, but he's not Perfect. old. And he's still in his what would essentially be his age prime. So it's not like a lot of the times when we see these matchups like uh, Israel versus Anderson, you know, there are two different levels of their career. These guys are basically at the same part of their career. Maybe Max had more accomplished than Volk did quicker, but no, I think that he definitely has dethroned him in any, in any goat featherweight argument. Doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago when we first met Max Holloway in the octagon yeah. with Conor McGregor and Dustin and I, Poirier? Like, and by the way, Volk has certainly dethroned your boy Jose Aldo. Like, not even okay. close. Right. Take it easy. I mean, they're one and two or two and one, but it's not like it's as obvious as you're making out to be. Obvious. Jose Aldo. Dude, Jose Aldo defended that belt. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Put a little respect on that name. Jose Aldo Jr. See? All right, here's the deal. Coming up next, I'm going to fight Brendan Tobin. Okay, the segment's called You're Going to Fight Me. It's going down. Somebody's getting slapped. You don't want to go anywhere. You're on the bet queue on that. 